All right. Today's episode, we are jumping into the spiritual side of things with Dr. Allison J. Kay. She's an award-winning number one international best-selling author and the founder of the Vibrational Upgrade System. She's an experienced subtle energies practitioner and natural healer with a holistic approach toward helping others thrive in their mind, body, and spirit. This is reinforced by her 10 years in Asia studying subtle energies and ancient wisdom with 20 plus years working in teaching yoga, meditation, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, holistic health with a specialized focus on the chakra system. Dr. Allison brings a unique perspective that facilitates massive change. In this episode, I got all sorts of real with some of the spiritual awakening that I'm going through right now. We joked halfway through that you guys were just kind of listening in on my private session with Dr. K. I've got some stuff going on that's been kind of interesting. So I was just straight up asking her. We jumped all up into it. I don't know if I want to call it woo-woo. <laughs> Some people might call it woo-woo. I'm just starting to call it reality now. <laughs> Put it that way. But it's, yeah, super interesting. If you're into energy healing and more of the metaphysical, you're going to like this episode. Make sure you check the show notes for links to her website and Instagram. So it's J, the letter jk.com. And also on Instagram, it's Allison with one L on both of those, the letter J, K, K, A, Y. All right, let's go ahead and jump in here. Here is Dr. Allison Kay. So I want to tell you guys about one of my favorite finds in the health industry in the last few years. It's something I use with all my clients, and that has been extremely impacting on me as well. And that's the upgraded formulas, hair mineral tests, their consults, and their nanoparticle size minerals. So I started on this path because I was taking in a high quality magnesium. And when I tested, I found out that I was extremely deficient in magnesium. And once I started using their nanoparticle size magnesium, my levels went right up. And what I experienced was incredible. I started getting more REM sleep. I was, I realized I hadn't been dreaming in years, started dreaming again, and also noticed that I didn't think I had anxiety until I got my magnesium back up and noticed that I was experiencing quite a lot of anxiety and that went away and I was able to enter back into a place of calm and peace and it was just incredible. And so since then, I've been using it with all of my clients and it's so easy. All you have to do, they'll mail you out a little envelope and you just put some hair in it and mail it back into their lab. And then you do a consult with them over the phone and they'll tell you all about your ratios, what's high and what's low, because you can't know this unless you test. There's no way to know. And you can't just crapshoot minerals. You have to make sure that your ratios are on point. So they will tell you exactly what you need more of, exactly what you need less of to get those ratios on point. So you can have optimized brain health and hormones and sleep and metabolism. So um, they're also giving you 10% off for being an inside out health listener. So that code is just inside out. So go to upgradedformulas.com and just enter inside out at checkout and you'll get 10% off their consults, um, the hair tests and any products that you may need to get your ratios right. So yeah, take advantage of it, guys. It's something I use with every single one of my clients. It's been wildly impacting and I'm happy to be able to extend that discount on to you guys too, as a thank you for listening to the podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about higher coaching. This is my coaching system and I get a lot of questions because it's not just training and nutrition. We do that. I love training and nutrition, obviously, but we also do more. We do personal development and the way that's delivered is a 90 day personal development program that you go through with me when you work with me. So it's a video course with questions for you to deep dive in yourself for the first 90 days of working with me. 
Now that comes as part of a morning routine. I am really big on the morning routine and you can ask any of my clients, I will push you on that because it's life-changing. So we start with meditation and then we do gratitude and then that personal development program. That's our deep dive psychologically. And after the 90 days, you go to the next level, you start doing what I'm doing currently. And it's a lot of strategic goal setting. And it's really, really honestly miraculous what's happening, not only in my life, but in my clients' lives. Like it brings me to tears when I get on calls with them. I'm like, do you see yourself? Like, do you see what you're doing? That is so cool. So anyway, that is um, for me, the bread and butter of my coaching. I love it so much. Also though, In regards to your body, I also like to go deep dive and see what might be holding you back. So that's where all the biohacking side comes in. We do a physiological deep dive as well. So we do blood testing, hair mineral testing, DNA testing, body composition, aura ring. Um, So your heart rate variability, your sleep cycles. Do you have any deficiencies? Do you have issues with sleep you didn't even know about? Let's find out, you know? So that's how I approach things in higher. There's more. We do prizes every month, Nikes, Lulu's, all of my favorite products and foods to keep you motivated, to keep those habits up. We do three Zoom calls a week so you get support. We have a private Facebook group. We're all vibing and, and cheering each other along the way. We get raw and real and honest. And it's just, yeah, it's like I created my life and I created my life the way I like. And I like to deep dive with a bunch of bad A people that really want to optimize their lives. And it's an honor for me to serve them in that So I just thought I would tell you about it because I don't know if I talk about it quite enough. So if you're looking for that, if you're like wanting the next level in your body and also in your life, truly, that's what we're doing. So uh, seeking bad A's (laughs) to join higher. I do have some spots open. It is limited. I can only handle so many clients at a time. But if you would like to find out if it's a good fit for you, you can go to my website, taragarrison.com, and you can request a call and we can see if, if it's a great fit for you. And yeah, I I just wanted to tell you guys about Hire so you could get a little glimpse into what I'm doing on the daily. And if you're looking for something a little more self-guided, I do have my Keto In and Out program on my website. So you can either do a small taste and try it for eight weeks, or you can go a full year. That baby is comprehensive. There is a video of every recipe, video of every exercise. There's a 60-day course teaching you how to do keto or 30 days of keto and then 30 days of bringing back the carbs, FAQ video library, Facebook group, like all of that. So if you're more of like the self-guided person and you just want stuff planned for you, that is also an option on my website. It's taragarrison.com. I'll link it all in the show notes. And all right, we'll go ahead and get into our episode. All right, guys. So I have Dr. K with me and I thought this would be a fun time to kind of take you guys along some of my own spiritual journey. I know if you're following me on Instagram for a while, you've probably caught the drift that there's a lot more spiritual going on besides just health and fitness in my life right now. And many of you know that I'm very much a proponent of plant medicines and healing work and shamanic work. And one thing that I personally have been going through that I haven't really told anybody except like close friends and family, but I just told Dr. K and she's like, let's get into it. For the last couple of years, I've been noticing like this energy in my hands and immediately my knee jerk American Terra programming is like, that's weird. No, it's not happening. (laughs) And even though I love the energetic realm and I'm constantly meditating and pulling in and I trust this divine guidance that I live by, I'm like, that is outside of my ability to accept that I keep feeling like this insane amount of energy in my hands, but it's gotten to the point where I can't deny it anymore. And so I'm like seeking, I'm like, okay, what's going on? What is this? So I thought we could start there. If you don't mind, do you have any clues as to what might be going on with this energy that I'm feeling in my hands? (laughs) 
Yeah. So you know how when a baby's sick and mom or dad soothes the belly with their hand? Yeah. So we all have mini chakras at our hands mm. and in our feet mm. and there's healing energy that naturally emanates through there, depending on how unblocked you are. And so I have been feeling it in my feet too. Sorry. I just had to interject. So I'm like, yay. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I you so I'm going to contextualize your questions. This is going to be about a paragraph or two worth of information. Hi, everybody. My name is Dr. Allison JK. <laughs> Feel free to call me Dr. Allison. That's what most people do. And so back in, so I was lived in Asia for 10 years studying subtle energy and how it works and consciousness. And my certification as an Ashtanga yoga teacher took place in India. I'm a Qigong teacher. I'm also a certified personal trainer with a focus on fitness, nutrition, and longevity and tonic mm-hmm. herbalism. So Tara, I know why you're excited to talk with me because I also am the founder of Vibrational Upgrade System that has a combination of the energy medicine background I have and then the yoga teacher background I have where I've created a system of applied mindfulness to help with permanent behavioral change after applying energy medicine. So I actually even have certification Mm -hmm. for permanent behavioral or behavioral change specialists. So I say all of that because, thanks, but I say all of that because I just want to help people understand who they're listening to. So just a tad. So after the decade in Asia, I came back in 2010 and around, and that was the worst culture shock coming back to American culture Mm. more than going to any of the foreign cultures. And I've lived all over the world, not just as an expat at different times in my adult life, but this was the longest chunk of time, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I came back in the summers, but I was definitely changed. And so as I was getting over and this worse culture shock and readjusting to American life again, Voice America approached me in around 2011 and asked me to do a radio show on the Mayan Galactic Alignment in 2012. And I, on December 21st in 2012, and this is 2011, they're asking me, and I had done nothing in my public facing work of my business and platform at, with the Mayan Galactic Alignment whatsoever. But I had been taking client VIP clients to Mayan ruins in the Yucatan because I live right on the Gulf of Mexico, right on the Caribbean. And so I said, let me have 48 hours before I decide. And so sat, listened to my intuition over that time and then got a full body yes and did a radio show weekly where I was interviewing not only specialists from my first book, What If There's Nothing Wrong, that was started out as my dissertation for my PhD that I wrote my last year in Taiwan, looking at the Western medical system, looking at our Western way of thinking after being immersed in this holistic, collective system that knows energy trumps matter rather than in the States or the West where the physical or the matter trumps energy. So Uh I had my world turned inside out. So I was interviewing specialists who had come up with the, it was out of meetings with the Dalai Lama that happened every other year. The Dalai Lama still does meets with Western scientists and neuroscientists and behavioral specialists and psychologists. And ultimately they began measuring the effects of meditation. So in that, what if there's nothing wrong? First book of mine, I was talking about the science behind what had been developed thus far to measure mm. subtle energy, like the energy yeah. coming out of your hands and to yeah. what happens neurologically and physiologically when we're in, like I've had my self-measured when I'm giving a healing energy and it's magnificent what wow. the Kirlian photography was able to see. So I also at the same time got a chance to start bringing on specialists about what December 21st, 2012 meant. And so what I came to find out as well as fast forward 2019, I went to some other Mayan ruins and we hired a native guide and I asked him, what do you know about the old paradigm and the new paradigm? And he said, the old one's about destruction, the new one's about construction. So on December 21st, 2012, I actually became one of these specialists as the yoga teacher, the meditation teacher, and the energy medicine 
specialist on the cruise to Chichen Itza for December 21st, 2012. We got special permission to work with a Mayan shaman right at the pyramids. And the year before I had taken a VIP client there in barefoot at Chichen Itza, nothing was happening under my feet much. That day, December 21st, 2012, my feet were like having lightning bolts shoot up. Wow. And it was such a big deal. There were camera crews from all over the world. And I was seen on TV as far away as Poland, apparently. And what I came to understand is we are in a 20-year time frame from 2012 to 2032. And we have seen basically the crumbling of the old paradigm where anything that's not in alignment, where there's an abuse of power, where there's imbalance between material and spiritual, masculine and feminine, yin yang, anything that's out of alignment with the higher divine order of things has been crumbling, whether it's financial institutions, educational institutions, healthcare systems, our own interpersonal relationships, or within ourselves. So we've just been through a hell of a time, (laughs) obviously. So, and I've been talking about this way, way, way before COVID since 2011. Mm -hmm. And now I perceive intuitively that we're on the bend of now in the creative time, enough has crumbled. So now we're in the building time of it. And so what that requires is us to step into a co-creative role where we recognize that we are creating, in fact, from our consciousness, which then moves energy with our focus. Mm. And then that energy over time, if it gets moved the same way and with a higher vibration, you can do it quicker into manifestation of the physical. And these are this whole 20-year time is considered our humanity spiritual awakening. So I have a free monthly call and I have been fielding people since 2010 coming onto that free monthly call talking about tinnitus talking about somebody to death, a job, divorce, possibly all at the same time. What I have seen is the divine breaking through. And if a person isn't opening on their own proactively to engage with more than just their physical body, then they are given a crisis where they're forced to. So some of you listeners may have had some medical diagnosis where you're looking for alternative healing or natural healing because you don't want to do the Western med or you've already tried it and it hasn't helped, or you're going through a divorce or bankruptcy and a death of a loved one all at the same time. And you just want some higher level guidance than maybe counseling that where you just go into the story. So all of this has been orchestrated from a higher perspective, take that mountaintop perspective, which is the picture of my first book, A Woman on Top of a Mountain. I call it nowadays a satellite perspective and the spirit is awakening in all of us. And we will be creating a healthier paradigm moving forward. The more we integrate and balance our relationship with the material and the spiritual or our body, fitness and nutrition, Mm -hmm. along with the spiritual component that is actually a part of how healthy our body is and how healthy our mind is. So I know that I approach even my, I call it mind, body fitness, that which I do. So when somebody comes to me to lose weight, for example, I don't even talk about the diet or the exercise until I've dealt with primarily it's the third chakra and the root chakra, their relationship to the body. And so I go to the unconscious level and look at unconscious and subconscious conditioning from the collective imprints from the parents, traumas, whether it's sexual abuse, or honestly, if a chakra is the intersection of mind, body, and spirit through the spirit component, I can access past life and karmic stuff. So maybe somebody was sexually abused. And I just did a session with one of my masterminders who's a vibrational upgrade practitioner herself last night with a sexual abuse trauma in another lifetime. So maybe you also have the conclusion if you were like Galileo and you saw some truth and you spoke out and the authorities and powers that be weren't ready for your riveting paradigm changing recognition or Copernicus where the earth is round and not Mm -hmm. flat and you're instead ostracized or jailed in the tower or hung or guillotined. Mm -hmm. 
you might come into this life with the idea of, I don't like being all the way down there in the root, the tailbone, the legs. Yeah. Let me just hover above my head. And then what happens is people will be really in their comfort zone using the intellect and they'll be really heady. So there's all these deferral unconscious patterns that we're in the midst of clearing out. And if you don't seek it proactively, what I have seen is people get forced to. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm over here smiling at so many things you said, first of all, because I went to Tulum in February and I, it was for a friend's birthday and I had this, like, it just came in and it was like, Tara, your conscious mind is not going to understand why you need to be in that energy, but it's intentional and purposeful that you need to be there. And when I was there, I had this moment. I was, I love to get in the ocean. I was right at the ruins and I was in the ocean and I turned around and I looked and there was like a shaman's house. They told us it was a shaman's house and I could see it from where I was in the ocean. And the ruins. This was the ruins. This was not Chichen Itza. It was the ruins by Tulum. But the shaman's house was the one in the Tulum. One, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I could see it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I could see it where I was in the ocean. And I just had this like, whew, very clear. It was just like, what makes you think that you guys are more advanced than they were? <laughs> That's what I heard. And it was like, no, different focuses. You're not more advanced in, in all the ways. And it was really a moment for me. I also studied Spanish as a, I have a degree in Spanish. I'm very connected. Time, yeah. I'm smiling because I'm creating a year long program right now, all based in Mexican indigenous teachings and animal totems and all of this. So I'm just laughing yeah. here. You say this, my next question, I just have to, uh, I'm being selfish. And personally, what is it? Why were you saying that you talk about tinnitus? So my first major in college was psychology. After three semesters, I left it because I saw it was answering the question, how do we be the most thriving, joyous versions of ourselves living up to our potential? And ever since then, I've been looking to the answer to that question. And so I've been looking more to the holistic realm in psychology. I ended up teaching AP Psych in the classroom, actually, the international school system. We have our five physical senses as Psych 101 teaches, and they're given thresholds, our sight, our hearing, our taste, et cetera. Because there is actually so much multidimensional or metaphysical, meta meaning bigger than beyond the physical data that our five senses could be picking up that if we didn't have these thresholds closing it down, we would go nuts. So it's a protective mechanism. However, when you engage in the practice of, for example, one of the outcomes of meditation is these thresholds, when it's safe, when you've done enough expansion mm-hmm. work of your consciousness, open a little bit. And so part of that opening is showing up in the spiritual awakening times with the vibrational backdrop we're now living in as I can hear a bit more clear audiently. So mm-hmm. it shows up for a lot of people as tinnitus. Yeah, the just, have, I just have that going on too. So that's why I had to ask. You're going through an awakening. Yeah. And speaking of this breakdown of your current ego structures that you built in your life, I mean, I'm just laughing because that's my audience knows this. Or if you're new, welcome to my... <laughs> My spiritual awakening, but I was raised Mormon, very LDS, very much plugged into the matrix, had a really hard home life. So it was like safety, safety, fit in the box. This will keep me safe. Built, got married, had four kids, the big yard with the boat and the, the middle-class neighborhood. Yep. Yeah, you are messing and, around. <laughs> and I, yeah, yep. We had our 401k and we had our life insurance and we had our whole life put together, except it wasn't me at all. It was just me like a doll with strings, just doing what I was told to do my whole life. And the reason health and fitness is so important to me is because it led to, I feel like once my body got cleaned out and got healthier, I woke up 
And I just started questioning everything and I lost everything. I walked away from my entire community when I left Mormonism. I was a leader in it. Lost, I was ostracized. I was publicly, it was a big deal. And I got divorced three months later and I started my life from scratch. I was like a caterpillar in a cocoon that just dissolved the current life that I had. And I'm so grateful for it because from that place, I rebuilt from spirit. I rebuilt from spiritual connection. And for me, plant medicines were really helpful tool and breaking all these old paradigm, all these mental patterns that I was in and being able to connect to that. And so, yeah, that's where I find myself now. And that was six years ago. So I'm learning to trust it more and more. Like I really am learning to live by it, but (laughs) I shouldn't say, but, but I actually went to Joshua tree, California recently. And I'm actually going out again because the thing with my hands, I went to giant rock out there and it just, it got so intense that it literally, I couldn't even focus on dinner that night. Cause I'm like, Like, how can I look at my friends? Like, why are you looking at me like that? I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like going through something right now. Like, I feel like my, it's not painful. Isn't the right word, but it was just so intense. And so help you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> this book is the dragon master creatrix conversations with the female spiritual teacher for these new times. If you all go to the dragon you can go ahead and get free gifts from buying this book. Nice. Putting, I will get it. So you have to do Allison, what's my name? You have to do Allison JK because it's an Allison K that doesn't write about what I write about at all. Oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> the initial J. The Dragon Master Creatrix, or it might be dragonmastercreatrix.com. If you go, I'll talk about the book in a second, but if you go to that website, it's mine and there's free gifts. One of them is a month membership in Activate Your Magic, which is my Ooh. cheapest, least investment, toe in the water taster. Mm-hmm. And you get each... There's two live events per month where I'm clearing out the old paradigm or the old mental conditioning, mm-hmm. whatever the source is. And then there's a full moon, new moon, sacred activations nice. that you get, which is a $97 value. But then you also get three videos. One of them is when I'm in a stone circle in Ireland in the stone circle has been historically used for abundance and harvest celebrations. And so I activate those energies and more, much more in that video. That video is a long one where there's a lot of mm-hmm. energy medicine clearings and activations done. Two other videos. One is they're both from Teotihuacan outside of Mexico City. Nice. And one is on top of the pyramid of the sun. Oh, so no. Energy medicine. And the other video is ah. on the pyramid of the moon. Sending ah. energy medicine to help you balance your yin and yang. Cool. So you get, you get all of that. That's like worth a couple of hundred dollars overall uh-huh. um, from buying the book and then going to dragonmastercreatrix.com and entering the info about your receipt. So I say all of this because I take... You just brought up a lot. You brought up not only your opening in your hands, but the earth and what's happening in your interchange. And you brought up plant medicines. I came back to the States and ayahuasca was growing bigger yeah. as a means for people to have an opening. And it's cool. It's hip. It's trendy because yeah, yeah. with indigenous people. Right. I'll tell you what though, I don't need anything and neither do my masterminds. People have been working with me for longer than three months because it's a permabuzz that we're on. And so where to start? So where to start is in this book, I'm talking about, it's written from my student's perspective and she She's meeting me like my students do from all over the world in Glastonbury, United Kingdom, and getting trained to be vibrational upgrade practitioners using my system. And they're getting these high level Tibetan attunements, really sacred. And they're being taken to different sacred sites and power spots and stone circles. That's known as the heart chakra of the planet. So there's all these sacred spots in and of themselves Mm -hmm. there on the land. And they are first retreat, first level shown how to energy flows within their own system, a human system. And they're attuned that opens up their hands because the arms and the hands are related to the heart chakra. 
So first they're working on themselves. Level one allows them to treat themselves. And then level two allows them to go treat others. And then the third, Mm -hmm. the next level, the next retreat where they would come Mm -hmm. is then they're able to attune others, but they're also starting to step into their own self-mastery more where it's more the meaning of the word yoga, which means to yoke with our higher selves. And then above our higher selves is the divine. So these openings that get created by these attunements are exactly what ayahuasca does and a whole hell of a lot more. And so there's a permanent cell tower, so to speak, calling the light down onto you Mm -hmm. from these attunements. Mm -hmm. So they're also being taken increasingly to learn how to read the lands energy because the land has a version of chakras and ley lines mm-hmm. and they're taught where the energy and how the energy flows both in relationship to based on what they've learned about a human body a human system how energy subtle mm-hmm. energy flows through the system or vital life force energy which keeps us alive and spirited and another, mm-hmm. all these euphemisms which is called chi and qigong which i'm also a teacher of or prana mm-hmm. yoga okay so vital life force mm-hmm. energy is how we translate it key mm-hmm. for those of you who know reiki So, and Reiki was the first of my five energy medicine modalities. So then at the third retreat, they're taken out to work with stone circles and help send energy out to the collective and to the earth. And at the fourth level, they're learning how to work with trees and beyond the stones and elementals and all of the earth's Mm. energies for the health of the earth. So the earth is awakening right now as well. So with post COVID, I noticed more animals. There's more bears back in Florida, which is phenomenal black bears. So not just the yellow diamond signs talking about watch out deer next five miles, which I'm used to, and we're used to down there in the Gulf of Mexico, but now black bear signs. So there's the earth is awakening and she has been like, I started all of this like in 19 with medicine wheel ceremonies with native Americans. And they talk about not just those ceremonies, but like with goddessy kinds of ceremonies where they'll talk about, let all the negativity release down through your feet into the earth and let the earth take it. Have you heard of that? Yes. Mm -hmm. So what I understand is the earth is conscious. Everything has consciousness. And this is now going to like the traditional Chinese medicine perspective and the yogic perspective and the quantum physics perspective. So if everything has consciousness, that means if we are throwing our negativity, asking the earth to facilitate it, we'll look at what she's had to put up with. There's unexpected flooding. All of the stuff with the global warming is happening. So we are not separate from the earth. So our mayhem uncleared creates the earth's mayhem that we then, it's a feedback loop. Right, right. So in this awakening time, you're asking, and, and Tara, I'm going to give you this. I don't normally do this with the show host, but I'm just going for it. Yeah. We're, we're, it just you guys get like, to listen to our private conversation. Just kidding. <laughs> it, it is that way in a way though. And I teach my students not to this. Like you don't ever walk up in a store and say, I'm getting this about you. Like, it's just, that's yeah. BS. Like, it's just, I'm professional. One of my main mission, I have two main parts of my mission. The first one is, wow, if people in the West, particularly the States only knew about how to work with their consciousness and their subtle energy system. And how much easier it would be rather than pounding it out from the mind. Yeah. yeah. Then everybody would thrive a whole lot more and there'd be a whole lot less suffering. That's mission number one. Mission number two is to professionalize the field of energy medicine. I don't even call myself a healer. I see using energy medicine and the understanding of how our consciousness works and our subtle energy system works as a way to reach our full human potential. So nonetheless, when you were talking about what you did with as a Mormon leader in the community and leaving that, it was hitting me in the face to help you with your own path, because you've kind of opened up to that. I'm going to give you that. You've done that before. 
you've stepped up and said and walked away before. But this time it's different because this time it isn't about the ostracization or the rejection. Instead, it's about the empowerment and then modeling it for others. You said something else that was really important that I really want to share with you because I feel like it'll help you have more reason to celebrate. Yeah, please. Because yeah. of the choices, the courage it's taken, the mm-hmm. steel cojones it's taken to do what you've done. <laughs> and that is following your guidance. I've done this my whole life. I grew up like walking with my older brother in the woods after school and just felt connected to everything. Teens, right. writing in a journal. So I always yeah. let in the higher guidance. And like yeah. a few times in my late teens and early 20s, I didn't listen. And the mayhem ensued. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. I'm listen. Right. I've learned yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. But I also had to rebel against my parents because they were very beautiful great foundation, so loving and wanted a certain life path for me. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. wasn't what I felt for myself. Mm-hmm. Even though my mom was the one who said, Alison, wow, you seem to be really natural with people like around 12 or 13. Why don't you mm-hmm. go into psychology? And intuitively, I was like, well, mom, that makes sense. I trust your intuition too. Okay. That's what led to that. So I didn't rebel against everything, but I needed to have my guidance be what led my life, not my parents' projections right. of what society deems worthy. So What I'm saying is, is that our consciousness about 10%. So we make daily choices. We don't hear them. We only hear about 10% of the thoughts that are actually making choices. Like I'm going to eat this now. I'm going to eat that now. I'm going to go here now. 90% ish. And I see it actually higher than that. I quoted my third book, Reasonable Dragons as 85%. But from all of the tens of thousands of people I've worked with over the years, I see it as like 95% of our consciousness creates our roboticism, which is what you talked about. You are living robotically according to what others. So where we do that, it's because like when you learn to drive and you first have to say, put a car in neutral, but reverse or drive, put on brake, put foot on gas. And then we don't say it any longer after we've gotten it mastered. So that goes into the subconscious. Right. Trauma is because our ego minds can't feel the trauma because it's traumatizing. It goes into the subconscious as a way mm-hmm. of protection. And then what happens is we have unconscious conclusions. Let's say it's sexual abuse. We have what's called free-floating thoughts of the ensuing unconscious conclusions of, I have to dress down because I'm too much. Men will rape me if right. I don't. Right. So then that might lead to a woman who we see as dowdy or who we see as hiding or right. Okay. So 90% of our lives is ruled by what we're not hearing consciously. So it behooves us then therefore, and this is all the work that vibration upgrade system that I create and that I spent all my time doing is to clear this out because this brings it into the body too you said you had to detoxify your body. And so when we work through the chakra columns, and I don't mean a five minute sound healing with a crystal bowl for the seventh chakra on YouTube, there is, this is a science and it takes me like so long to teach it when it's approached the right way. It's not simply balancing your chakras five minutes a day. If it's a chakra means wheel and it's the intersection of the mind, the body, and the spirit, we have seven main ones in our body. If they're blocked, they don't turn the vital life force energy to that hormonal gland, like the thyroid at the throat Mm -hmm. chakra, to that musculature, like the neck and the upper shoulders and to the mind. So the throat chakra at the first level's communication. I'm going to leave that aside because it's relatively well-known. What I have seen since about 20... 1415. And I wrote about it in my second book, Vibrational Upgrade, a Conspiracy for Your Bliss, because I see the system designed as for our bliss, if we know how to work it. Mm. Second level is about where we, courage is here. 
creativity is here. I don't mean macrame or arts and crafts, like the choice after choice of creating our lives from. So courage and creativity and making our choices comes from here. So for example, if we feel limited and we don't have any choice, our necks get tight. We might have a thyroid problem. Mm -hmm. So mind, body, and spirit. So body also runs the, every endocrine gland is connected to a major chakra and the biggest nerve plexes of neuroreceptors that receive messaging from the brain are where each chakra is. So it's both communication systems, electrical, central nervous system, and chemical hormonal system. So when I say body, I don't mean just the musculature. So for example, I got hit, I was on a scooter driving in Taiwan by a drunk driver. I got thrown up in the air, circling three times before landed head top onto the ground. Doctors said most people would be dead or have been paraplegic from this, but because I had healthy chakras and musculature from being a personal trainer and bodybuilder, but because this was so buoyant, the vital life force energy cushioned from the impact. So two people can be hit with the same car, same impact, same posture. One could end up with whiplash and one because they have an open throat chakra acts as a buoyancy. So they don't. Mm. So it does, chakras are responsible for so much more. So in the mind, body, and spirit intersection, I've already mentioned about the spirit, the mind, I've already mentioned the different levels of consciousness. Sub means under the conscious mind, unconscious, un means not, so not conscious, and then the conscious mind. So those mm. are the three levels of the mind. So mind, body, and spirit, they intersect here. But then there's like, if you think of the chakras as an urban center, there are roads and paths that lead side routes, interstates state roads. There's all these smaller pathways that all feed into these centers. Mm -hmm. So our whole body is interconnected. The point being is that the more clearing we do on the back of the house consciousness, it will release a trauma or blocked energy down, let's say in the hips. Yeah. Down around the digestive system, depending on the content of the trauma, it goes to the relevant chakra. So if it's sexual abuse, it goes to the sacral, the root. If it's feeling like if it's low self-worth because of parental imprints and traumas, then it would go to the third chakra. So that would affect the digestive system. So maybe the person's anxious a lot and they have a flabby belly. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying all this because when you said you had to detox your body, doing this clearing work does that and elevates your entire vibration. And once you're at a certain point, then the energy can start to flow. You've cleared enough. So now you're feeling more flow. Yeah. And I, man, just funny hearing you talk about ayahuasca. So I've had a few guests talk about ayahuasca. I've done ayahuasca and I having done many years of plant medicines and I'm like, this is like telling someone who's never meditated before that they should go to a Vipassana retreat. That's what I feel like, like the entry point of consciousness exploration and plant medicines being ayahuasca. I try to tell everyone I know, I'm like, I wouldn't start there, but that is like gangster level. Like you're not even going to be able to understand what is happening to you. It might even be traumatic in my opinion. So it's not my favorite place to start, but I had many years before that. But what I'm interested in that you landed so much on that throat chakra, because I was just processing really severe trauma when I, so after I had my big awakening and I went through all this scary stuff and left Mormonism and got divorced with four kids was so traumatic. And I was a part-time personal trainer at a box gym at the time after having been a stay-at-home mom for a decade. So it was like very scary time, but I hadn't done any work, no healing at all. I was like, yeah, I got this, you know, (laughs) and I landed myself a, literally a a psychopath, like a very controlling, manipulative narcissist. Like it was extreme levels of manipulation and actually using plant medicines to manipulate me. I lost everything I had. I even lost, I went through a bankruptcy. I lost my car. I had to ask my ex-husband to take my kids for a while. So it was just like, I mean, I had hit rock bottom and that during that time, I was like, I'm never doing plant medicines again, because that is what led me into that because I got mind controlled from them. And so I was super anti, except for ayahuasca, because it called my heart so hard. 
and couldn't believe it. Within a couple of months, my friend who I was working for at the time was invited to an ayahuasca retreat center that I had dreamed of going to. I was on their email list and I'm like, you have to go. And he was just like, oh, do you want to see if you can come too as my assistant? I'm like, and then the middle of financial devastation. Right. And I'm like, Yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, just this miracle was gifted that trip. And actually breath work was actually, I would say more emotionally processing for me. The medicine itself had benefits, but the emotional processing of that trauma came through the breath work and actually the yoga. We had some big hip openers and I was just processing all of the stuff. And she's like, you might start feeling emotional. I'm sitting there bawling, snots going everywhere. I'm like, wow. So I learned the different benefits of all these different modalities. But one thing that I actually Actually, I don't, I haven't really processed it. I don't really have an answer for it. But when I was thinking of at one point during the actual ayahuasca ceremony, I was processing this guy that I had been in that relationship with for a year and a half. And every time I would think about him, I literally felt like someone was choking me, like choking me at my throat. I was like, it was so tight. So anyway, it's just interesting me that you're saying that because I'm going back to kind of the hands thing and all this stuff that's happening to me. I've been feeling from my guides or teachers. I don't know who they are. It feels like a they. And I keep hearing, it's okay that you're like kind of having a hard time accepting what's happening to you. But the sooner you can let that go, the better life can get faster. Like if you can let go of this programming of that's weird and I reject it and all of that. So anyway, it's just, I think for me, I'm definitely in the middle of this journey. I have some spiritual teachers, but I'm excited. I'm actually excited about your. I want to explore that course you're talking about with your book for sure, especially because you're on the sun and moon pyramids in freaking Mexico City, which is where I'm doing all my research for my program right now. I'm actually headed to Oaxaca next month oh, um, cool. for this and I've got connected to it. ruins there. Yeah, I got connected to a beautiful healer there. I'm going back out to Joshua Tree to do a journey out there solo by myself to explore this energy. And a lot of it, what I've been being told on my last journey, you're talking about this co-creative energy, creation energy has been a huge theme coming through for me right now. And then really powerful journey I had recently. For some reason I asked, I don't even know why I asked it. I asked if I could be in creation energy was my question. And I started going through this series of body stuff, like as if I was on ayahuasca, but I was just on mushrooms. What I heard was, yes, we're going to have to do some work on your nervous system (laughs) first. And so that's what I feel. I purge. I was like vomit. I felt like I was vomiting and giving birth to energy at the same time. That's how much was just like coming out of me. And after I walked away from that experience, which was only about less than two months ago, I felt like I walked back into, you're talking about reintegrating with American life. I felt like I came back from that journey, like I had completely different person who walked into somebody's shit show of a sympathetic nervous system lifestyle. And I was like, no more, no more not doing it anymore. And so the last couple of months have been just hired a coach and I'm really working into being more in this creation energy, which brings so much peace and ease. And as I've been leaning into it, It's I'm attracting stuff like crazy. It's just dropping in ease, ease, ease. And the coach I hired, he was a previous guest, guys, as Jared Hanning, is not doing, not being in the energy of doing because that's a fight or flight reaction. It's just stimulus, do, stimulus, act. So I'm really stepping back into bringing in and attracting. And it's honestly like I am, I'm going through something right now and it's really powerful. So anyway, I appreciate your counsel on that. And I was wondering, do you have any insights on the, how I was feeling my throat chakra? Just because I definitely was not exercising my voice. I mean, that was the healing I've been through was Catherine Dixon, who's a, she does the work of Byron Katie and is very tapped in (laughs) and beautiful soul. She really helped me. Well, when he wanted you to do X, how did you feel in your body? Oh, clammed up. How did you feel? I don't want to do this. What am I doing? And she's like, did you tell him? (laughs) And I'm like, 
No. So let's like, go one step beyond that. Let's go. Sure. Tara, this is, I'm glad that you have hired a coach. When you're done with him, come to me. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I'm known as like the finishing school. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love, I mean, you've really put in so much, not only into your own spiritual practice, but educating on how to actually achieve these outcomes. I mean, it's incredible. So, yeah. Right, so I, I'm looking at you kind of fascinated because it's brilliant that you already see that. It says a lot about you. I mean, I was, the last retreats, they had to be virtual. And a couple of my practitioners were practicing their workshop because it's like a business in a box I set people up with after the attunement mm-hmm. and the training. And both of them, these two were talking about how they had found law of attraction or mm-hmm. something like Byron Katie or even Joe Dispenza. Yeah. God bless all of these people who are right. out there helping people raise their consciousness and get in their mm-hmm. body. But I was the one who showed them the how. Yeah. I, I was the one that be, went beyond the concepts. And I'm not saying that wonderful practitioner who helped with the sacral openings, she knew what she was doing because she focused on the sacral and that's the emotional body. And that's great. So every yoga pose is designed. Like when I was in India, we had to design our yoga sequence based on each chakra opening. That's what every yoga pose is. It's not and you're giving a great example of how, like, I even, I was talking to one of my brothers about this yesterday, the one who lives up here where I am visiting, about how it's hard to go to a restorative yoga class, but it's because your mind wants you to go to a vinyasa flow or a power yeah. yoga. Yeah. 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 And my training is Ashtanga, which is the most athletic version, right? Mm. And so that yin that you were talking about, like learning how to receive and learning how to not be in the doing, those are great concepts. And yet I find there is processes I can do in your system that activate that I know I've been taught in my second energy medicine went right. down to balance the central nervous system, mm-hmm. to activate somebody's parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And it, I can do it in five or 10 minutes and you're there. So yeah. while there's these concepts, right. I'm also bringing in clearings of like where your right. conditioning is that the doing accomplishes more, that you right. prove your success by the more right. doing you do so that it's easier and you don't have to do so much breakthrough work on yourself or deal with so much negative thinking or so much self-talk and so much will force right. to rediscipline yourself. But instead it's just much more graceful. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I've had glimpses of what you're talking about from journeys where I just, I'm like, oh, I don't see it like that anymore. <laughs> and it, when you're already in the new space, everything else, just like you're saying, everything comes from the subconscious. So all your actions change when you're energetically in a different space. So I, and so the choice. And so when you come from the yeah. unconscious and or subconscious, you're not consciously making choices. Right. Yeah. But when we clear out that you're back to the house consciousness, as I come to call it, you have more access to the conscious presence. You're more conscious. Your choices yeah. therefore become more conscious. So I don't see it just as were you telling him no when you your throat chakra is tight with him. I see it as it's the second level. Like you were being asked to step, you had just stepped into your more of your power. Yeah. Now here you were with another challenge to right. and I see this all the time <laughs> historically. So I've been doing this work for over 20 years. And every time I want to say almost every time to be conservative, but I really believe it's every time somebody has a foundational shift and really changes. It's almost like the momentum that had been gotten mm-hmm. not English for that old pattern. Another opportunity to be yeah. that old way is presented. Yeah. yeah. My co-host on my other podcast, she says the universe always sends you a ringer to see if you learned your lesson. <laughs> yeah, but, but then we can phrase it that way. And I have been guilty of that before. Some of you were guilty because I even see karma as like not a punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with we've been everything. So I may be the rapey and the raper. I don't agree with that. I believe that we have 
what are called samskaras and the yogic teaching that our soul is meant to evolve beyond. And it's one and two sticking points that no matter where you go, what relationship you're in, what job you're in, you're still faced with that aspect of yourself. You would prefer to move beyond, right? So that's what we're here to do is to evolve beyond that. So when you were in that position with him, your throat was tight because you were being asked to evolve beyond that old disempowerment and not just speak up for yourself, but choose the empowering choice, which is to go like this to him. Right. Right. Well, she was, that was the middle finger. If you're listening on audio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to switch gears real quick. Cause I want to talk about your book a little bit more. First of all, I want to know why you titled it the way that you did. <laughs> So the third level of certification with me is Dragon Master and the fourth level is Grand Dragon Master. And why? Because the dragons, so the original, the ley lines are known as Lung Bay in Chinese, I believe, and or Lung Mei, not Bay. Dragon lines were what the ley lines were originally called. And dragons, if you think of feng shui, like in China and Taiwan, they will, won't build, like they'll build their roofs a certain way so that the light goes the energy that travels naturally in the earth's grid of mm-hmm. the ley lines doesn't get disrupted by a structure. So whether mm-hmm. that's inside your house, like feng shui wow. or where the house is positioned itself. Wow. So dragons do a lot of great work with, how do I say this? I'm going to just say it. So dragons do a lot of great work with their fire to consume dense energies. Whereas like archangels are really high. And I know even when I've been in a session and I've mm-hmm. been like somebody has just lost someone they love and they want to talk to the person, I have to go to a different, I have to go higher to even access that. But when I'm, when I'm accessing angelic level of guidance, and I like how you said they, because I don't ever specify that when I'm increasingly opening my students intuition, the further they go in working with me, I don't go, you can already access the Akashic records. So I don't even specify the Akashic records because I take them beyond there. And it's not about like naming who it is or what it is. Just call it your team. Fine. You don't have to even be so specific as guides, archangels, angels, goddesses. So as long as it's a trustworthy voice that you know, in your heart, you've seen from practice trust, and it's not the erratic ego mind. Yeah. It's in mayhem. Then there is unconditional love all around us and every cell subatomically. And my second book saying this after working anyway, leave it there. Unconditional love is all around us and life is happening for us, not to us. There are loving forces that want to help guide us into this new. So the dragons with their fiery breath can consume denser energies where the archangels are higher. So I've had to go higher and I can only, I've noticed I can only sustain that channeling of a higher vibratory being for so long until I get kind of like, I got to come out of this. I got to come back into my body much more. Then I have to go out and do more grounding. So angels go higher, dragons can go lower. So they're taught how to use the dragons in order to consume the denser energy on behalf of the collective and on behalf of helping the earth. Wow. This is so interesting to me for so many reasons. One is I had this very synchronistic meeting of a woman. I mean, this was really quite crazy. I'll share real quick. I don't want to take the mic away from you, but just to kind of bring my audience along, I guess. Yeah, go Um, for it. I was texting someone about a potential healing journey and walking around the lake by my house. And these two like young guys, like I'm pushing 40 and they're like, you could tell early twenties or something. They're like, Hey, can we walk with you? And normally I'd be like, um, (laughs) I could practically be your mom and like, no, (laughs) but I was just, for some reason it was like, yep, let's go for a walk. Like it was an adventure. And like within 30 seconds, one of them is like, what do you guys do for a living? And he's like, Oh, I work with gosh, what's the name of that machine? It's a machine that energy healers use. I had never heard of it before. Now I can't remember the name. I think it starts with an R. It like sends different pulses. Impulses. Yeah. I know Uh, a bunch of different ones. Don't worry about it. I cannot remember what it's called. Anyway, I'd never heard of it before. 
turns out he has this big Facebook group and it's this thing. So I looked into it and I was like, huh, it's interesting. He was saying it can, he's like, it can kind of induce similar to a medicine, plant medicine experience, which they knew nothing about me. So I just thought that was so fascinating, especially because I was just texting someone about it. Well, like a week later, maybe two weeks later, a friend of mine was visiting from out of state and was like, Hey, I got invited to a party in Utah. Do you want to go? And I'm like, you got invited to a party here. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what city is it in? And he said, South Jordan, which is the city I live in. So I was like, wow, that's really crazy. We should go to this party. We get to the party and there's a woman there and she has like a limp and she's young. And I'm like talking to her about it. And I'm telling her about some different healing modality, like health specialists. I know that she might want to look into. She's like, come into my living room. I want to I don't know. She's like, come in here. Let me get away from the noise. We go in and I see this room and it's got like a copper pyramid and it's got all these ancient <laughs> artifacts and it's got all this cool stuff. And I'm like, whose house is this? And she's like, oh, this is my house. I'm like, oh, she's like, yeah, this is my, I do energy healing and blah, blah. Oh, it's called a rife machine. She's like, this is my rife machine. And I'm like, oh my God, I just heard about that like a week ago. And she's like, yeah, you should come to a session. And so we did it. And basically what she does is she, I guess, can see spirit guides. And she is really fascinating. She has like the copper pyramid in that room. And then she has another one in her bedroom and she dictates on her phone to something that prints out on her computer from the other room. But she says she can see through this pyramid while you lay on this like chakra mat with infrared that goes through it and all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, let's see what happens, you know, (laughs) like open to anything. And some of the stuff that she said was like, she told me that I had a green dragon that was with me at all times. And there was some archangel. And this is like, I don't know. I have no context for any of this. So I'm just like, okay, I have a green dragon, you know? (laughs) And I was kind of like, all right. And I just literally kind of just like put it on the shelf and was like, thanks. That was interesting. But what I'm hearing you say is so- uh, companions too. It resonates with me what you said about it kind of almost it doesn't really matter like who and what as long as you trust the voice that's guiding you because I have really learned that I have had some really hard ass lessons on not listening to that and seeing the what happens enough times and had enough awesome magic happen when I do listen to it that I know that guidance and I trust it. And so I'm sharing that because I've learned that a lot we are little, our minds are, we want to know and understand everything exactly. And I think by design, part of our existence here is to not have all the answers. I think we do. I think we are, that's my personal opinion. I think we are conscious beings that know everything. And I think by design, this forgetfulness that we experience is to enhance whatever the purpose of this experience is, whether it's learning or growth or bringing back energy and information into the divine. But I've learned so many times that like when we have to know all the little minute details of how it all works and all that, we get lost in it and we miss the path. (laughs) And it's like, really, I like what you're saying because it's like really all that matters is that we trust and listen to that voice that we know is guiding us. And if we just keep doing that, at least for me, it's just been magic, magic, magic. I was listening to my guidance, making sure you heard that because I caught it all when you first brought it in that you needed to hear the reinforcement of, I don't know who it is. I just call them they, because I know it's more than one. And it it does feel like that. But I want to stress for the listeners, there's a distinction. And I know that this is a very beginning level. And I spent a lot of time like around 2016 talking about this more. There's a distinction that people in the beginning stages of learning to listen to their intuition go through. And it's like, is, am I making this up? Am I yeah, not doing right, this? Right. And so you, what you can do is what you heard Tara just talk about is look at, I mean, use reason and logic. And I talk about my third book is called Reasonable Dragons, where in the subtitle is where logical magic becomes the new norm and you're connected to the field of unlimited possibilities. 
And so I talk about logical magic. It seems like it's not illogical. It's just a divine sense of logic. So there's a higher order logic. Mm, love that. Thanks. And that's what I've come to see. Like, it's still logical. It's just at a much yeah. higher elevated perspective. Ooh, divine logic. That is, ah, I love that. I love that because <laughs> I've oh. learned the difference between like my trip to upcoming trip to Joshua tree. That was a, it popped in my psyche at least 20 times. Like go uh-huh. out there, go out there. Do you remember? Go out there. Remember, go out there. Remember, go out there. <laughs> I was like, I know that it doesn't quite seem super logical. There's no like, like, right. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is I trust this divine logic right. you're talking about. And every time I have, it's just like unbelievable what comes from it. It's, no, it's how we, so if the nature of the ego mind is based on the old, I go to Asia, I find a fruit. I don't recognize it. My ego mind from my visual senses goes into now the next step, their labeling of what I'm perceiving through my five senses. Mm-hmm. And it looks through data files mm-hmm. of only what I know. Right. It can't go find files of what I don't yet know. Right. So what it does is it looks at this fruit and it says, hmm, That looks like what I do know as a pear. I'm also in Asia. Let's call it Asian pear. (laughs) So we can't use the mind to access the new. Right. To go beyond where we have been living at the levels of our finances, our relationships, our health, our well-being, our spirituality, or our spiritual path, however you call it, to access the new to move beyond old points. We have to trust in something other than that part of us that wants to know steps one through five. I want a timeline. I want to know how I'm going to implement the timeline. And I want that nasally whiny voice that demands from a structure and a sense of almost like I need it proven or I need it proven that it's likely to work or else I'm not going to trust this voice because what are you bloody asking me to do? So there's this distrust that has to get, you can expect resistance when you hear the guidance to expect yourself to jump in. I mean, I do nowadays because I know, but in the stages of developing intuitive musculature, first it's being able to observe, like when I've made choices to listen from listening to this voice, and it's not that you're schizophrenic. When I've made choices to listening to this voice that's popping in, telling me to go to Joshua Tree, I know the texture or the tone of this voice. It's familiar. And when I've made choices from it before, it's always resulted in more magic in my life. Right. Versus when I've heard this, felt this tone, this texture, and I said nasally, like whining. When I've listened to this voice, don't do it or eat that or go meet him. And I've listened to it. Disasters have ensued. So just use that level of logic right. and observation to right. know and distinguish for yourself the voices. And from there, you practice making choices from that mm-hmm. guidance and you develop more and more musculature that eventually leads to an entirely different existence. That is excellent counsel. I think you mentioned you're not schizophrenic. That has been a resistance point for me because my mom is schizophrenic. And that has I been- she's as intuitive as you are and she just didn't have the papilla helper around her. Yet she had severe trauma as a child. Her parents were a murder-suicide when she was five years old. It's, sorry, we'll cut out real quick. It's 132. So you're still good, correct? Okay. Um, I guess so. Oh, you do? Oh, it's right now. At the okay. Yeah. Oh, 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 I thought it was, sorry. I thought it was the next one. Okay, sorry. We'll go ahead and wrap up. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> Hey guys, we are going to have to wrap it up. And in a nutshell, if you guys want any of the resources that Dr. Allison spoke about, we'll put those all in the show notes. So hopefully maybe until next time, thank you so much, Dr. Allison, for visiting the podcast today and kind of taking me through my own coaching session. Thanks everybody for (laughs) listening in. It was my honor. Thank you. 
Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inside Out Health Podcast. I hope this episode served as inspiration and something that you needed to hear in your life. If you have a friend or family member that you think would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And also please subscribe. I have so many more amazing guests coming. I have just been so gifted and honored to meet so many incredible health professionals in my career, and I cannot wait to share their messages with you guys. So please subscribe. And if you could be so kind as to rate my show, I would really appreciate it. This podcast is honestly an intuitive call to me to help spread goodness to the world. And so if you guys can help me do that, I would really appreciate it. If you want more info on this guest, pop over to my website, check out my podcast section, and you can get links to everything we talked about in the show um, and find out more about this guest and what where you can go from here. Make sure you're also following me on Instagram. Uh, that is my most active platform. You can find me at Coach Tara Garrison. You can also find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Everything is Coach Tara Garrison across the board. And then yeah, if you want to send me a message, guys, let me know other guests or other topics you want to hear on the show. Please let me know. I am here to serve you. So I would love to hear from you. Would love your feedback on the show. And if you share any of these episodes, please tag me on social media. It's Coach Tara Garrison.